Kumlen Ablak Gemara. We are up to today. The Ayin Ches Amad Aleph. Last thing we're learning about was this little creek that was emanating from the base of Migdash and how it widened and also how it became deeper. Now the Gemara says that we went, then he said, we finally came to the house of David and the water became much stronger. Then we said it became like a running rapids. And so we started getting Gemara here three lines on the top, or two lines on the top. From here on in, the water got stronger until it came to the house of David. But once it arrived at Pesach Beis David, and Rashi says that Zion is actually outside Yerushalayim, where David lived. It became like a flowing river. That's where they used to bathe. Zavin that's where these people used to uh, go ahead and go to the mikvash. And it says, by Yemahu, on that day, David, it would open up. For what? Lechatas Vilanida. So they used to use it as a mikvah. From here, you learn out that a nida has to actually sit in the water. In other words, you can't go into a mikveh where the water is shallow and just lie down there. We needed to go into a mikveh, which is quite high. The example of Yomar gives us three amas high and one on the wide. We needed to be in such water that the water at least should rise until her neck, should reach her neck. All she has to do then is, is tip her head down. And um, because you can't, you can't say that you have to stand, because we learned before that standing in these running waters are dangerous, so you're sitting. And therefore, it has to be up to the neck. Unless, like him, it doesn't really matter whether the water is deep or not deep, as long as it covers every single hair in her body, she is Yetzir um, Mikvah. Tasis here is a very interesting Tasis. Tasis asks a question that we take for granted. Tasis asks, where does a Tater say that a Nidah has to go to Mikvah at all? We know a Zoda has to go to Mikvah. How do you know that a, um, that a nida has to go to mikvah? Don't say anyone the Torah. So Tzitzit gives a couple of answers, and he says that when he went to Mechemes Midian, he told him to be to table the kalim. It says that the chata nida. That means the water that a nida can go to the mikvah, and that's what you should use to those kalim. So that's how we know that a mik. That's how we know that a nida goes to the mikvah. And then Mephoshim have a hard time with that because because there are many restraining that hold that tefillas kalim is only with the rabbanon. So that pasuk is not even talking about tefillas kalim. Nothing to do with that at all. So how do you talk to know that Anida um, has to go to, um, to the mikveh? So he brings another process, and we say that it, uh, according to one opinion, that she remains a nida until she goes into the mikveh. But there's another opinion there in the Gemara. So this is actually quite an interesting thing. That's something we take so much for granted. And faces here, I, and in, in, this is the beauty of faces and Kisa says that you should know when you learn shas. And you see clearly here, traces in Yuma Davai Ches discusses where do you know that Anida has to go to Mikvah? In fact, you would think that this traces should be found, you know, it will be uh, in Nida. Where else would you be talking about it? This is actually a time of Torah Aduma, I think, and it says, May Nida Loizer. Yeah, it's talking about the Eight for Chattis. Exactly. So the Nida means Tame. Oh, exactly. Not a woman. Exactly, exactly. So how do you know when you, so how, how do you but, know but, the context, but, which is which? Now, uh, because in general, I understand. The context. Over there, we're talking about Chutas, Torah Aduma, so therefore, we're talking about May we're saying Nida, so it means. But there, Stam, we're giving an allegory. No, but it's Phyllis Kalim. 
but you're comparing it to a nida. What do we know a nida is? Oh, main nida is generally. This is the one that's compared to the nida. Because the there is, because over there is is a one-off thing. It's it's it really if, if the Torah meant to say mechatas so may you know something to that effect. Using the term nida, if you know outside of paradum, we would say it means that main nida. I, I just find it very interesting that this is like, yeah, discussed here. And we don't even have a clock right? because the first have a hard time. Each one of them is only an opinion. That's a very I'm happy that either. Anyway, let's continue. Second, I'd like to Shabbos, the Ikamandal, my, my, what about? So we're talking about over here, um, the Bajim Kippur, you know, wearing shoes, not wearing shoes. So we want to know on Shabbos when you wear shoes, can you, so on Yom Kippur, you can cross the water, you're not wearing shoes. But on Shabbos, you wear shoes. Can you cross water on Shabbos? Can you walk with shoes through the water on Shabbos? Because we're scared you might take them off and carry them on Shabbos. They came across the river of water of They were and they crossed the things. We see clearly a lot of a lot of wear shoes. Um, no, but then there was no shash that they're going to take it off and carry it. That's okay, it's good, a proper shoe. Sandal, Michael, name a mandal is tight, so therefore, even though you're in water, it won't fall off. But a sandal that's loose, but it's it's thick leather, it's not something soft leather, it's thick leather, so therefore, it cannot make it tight around your foot. Michael, name it might slip off. Aren't we worried that you're going to carry it on Shabbos or not? Yes, he walked with a sandal across. Ravashi, Ravashi says, sandal the chatchila loy. Ravashi says, no, sandal, I think you shouldn't walk across with a sandal chatchila. Why? Because of that very reason, it might fall off and you're going to carry it on Shabbos. The Reish Galusa once came to visit the city of Agroina, to the house of Nosson. Raphram was there. They all came to hear this shir from the Reish Galusa. It was not all from the Reish Galusa. I think Ravina didn't show up the following day. Boy, Rafa didn't show up. So the Rage Galusa, imagine, was very upset because he didn't show he didn't come up to the but on the front. And um, so Boy Rafa Fukil Ravina died to the Galusa. So Rafa was a mensch and he wanted the Rage Galusa to know that it was nothing personal. There must have been a good reason. So he teased it out of Ravina why he didn't show up. He said, "Why did you come yesterday? My knees were hurting me, boy." So he said, "But Rapper said, no kind of excuse that. He said, said, oh, was the bottom of my feet over there that was hurting.' He boy me Okay, so it was hurting. Don't want you don't wear tight shoes, wear sandals. There was a river of water there. So like this, on Shabbos, I didn't want to come. So he said, "You boy You could have crossed it with uh, wearing your sandals and crossing the river." Ashi, but what, don't you, we just said of Ashi said sandal chatchiloloi, a sandal chatchiloloi shouldn't wear. Before you have a hard time understanding. This is Ravina, and Ravina was the one who said before that Ravchiluchum said I saw Ravina cross wearing sandals. So because of that, they want to say that two Ravinas, which is a big chiddush. Easy to say that after he heard that Ravashi came out against it, he also decided not to do it anymore. Tell me right, tell me the beauty about Gregus. Also, Leisha Gabetin the Bemti Puri Rabbi Huda Bar Greg is interesting name. Said 
that on Yom Kippur, you shouldn't sit on top of mud. Why not? Because you get wet. We don't want you to get to know you're not bathing. We said before, even mix is good for you. So we don't want you to get wet. I'm going to leave you, but we're talking about if it's wet mud. I'm going to buy you a bit of tefeh. That's not wet, but it has to be very wet that it can be, especially we always use tefeh, that's not fair, that you're so wet that you can make others wet as well. I'm going to view the mutual is down and the pain is you'll have these fruits and put them on you. Let's say it's hot. You'll have to take fruits, cold fruits, and just put them on your skin to cool yourself down. That's not called bathing at all. He used to um, or what's the again? With gourd, is a gourd? Okay, Rabba Mistanen be Yanuka. Rabba, interesting, you use it. A baby is a, her body is cool. A baby's body is cooler than an adult. So we take a, a baby's body, a squash, a squash. Okay, we take a baby's body and put it against their body. Rabba Mistanen because of the Kaspa. Rabba used to use a silver becher because it was cold. And place it on his body. I guess it was hot and you keep it. I'm a papa, cost of the Casper Molly, also, if it's full of content of liquid, it's also because you might spill over some and therefore you are going to be a uh, henene from the chitza. Chasa shoddy, but if it's missing, you're allowed to. The pachra, if it's made out of earthenware, eat it, you also buy it. It leaks all the time. Forget about full or not full, it's going to leak right through. Even a silver becher and it's missing, if there's any liquid size, awesome. If you miss that, if it's quite possible, I want that I might slip out of your hand and get you all wet. He was the host of Rabbi 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 He was the host of all these great Tamil Rabbi 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 who was the son of Rabbi Shimon Levi? He said to him, "Bad Adia, this you son of a lion." No, he's referring to his father. Your father Shimon Levi is a lion. I'll tell you something about the behavior of your father because I used to host him. I know exactly how to behave. He had a shmat. He had like a handkerchief. What did he did? What we showed? I used to be mine. We used to soak it in water. And then <clears throat> he used to take this and. Um, uh, what do you call it? The student shot him either used to bring it out or he just spread it out so that it should dry up to a certain extent. And the following day, he would use it now. There's a little bit of moisture left in there and he would go use it to wipe his face. Um, he would soak in the water. So that's what he did every kip An editor, which is easier. He would soak it in water. Tishba wouldn't even ring it out. Tishba, we would just let us, you know, take it, and he would put it uh, on his eye afterwards. Thank you, Oser Rabbi Barmoriam. But Tishba, we didn't let Pachas the shoyes of Mayim. He's talking to water. Manicha Tachem the shoyes of. He put it under his head like a pillow. He didn't even ring it out. Lemocha mekanef when the raglav. The following day, he would go ahead and wipe his hands and feet. Or better, he put him on the Pachas the shoyes of Mayim. But Oisah came and came the gumi. He would dry it first. Lemocha mevila gabienov, and then he would put it over his eye. Um, you told us the other way around. You told us that on, once you told us Tishabab, he would make it dry. And I mean, keep it, he didn't dry it, he just put it under his head and, and, and he would use it the next day. <clears throat> and we asked you questions, we asked you, it doesn't make sense. How can you even ring it out on Yom Kippur? It's a, it's a case of, uh, of Schita. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or, or other rashes and other shot is an Evian kipper that uh, even if you um, if you um, even if you ring it out a little bit, you mean Kalim the Gubim, there's still enough water left that you can argue it's considered a chitza and your kipper that shouldn't be good enough. Um, 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 okay, so look, bottom line is there's a big machlekes in the training if you're allowed to wash your hands 
we we mentioned yesterday many of the shem hold you a lot of wash hands negative in the morning because um, it's well, not a tainu full negative because it's not tainu. Remember the key word before tainu, yeah. and as uh, doing the mitzvah he can across the kach yisrael and and so on and so forth. You allowed to you just come out a little bit as well to prove one way or another. And then there's a there's a machlek if you make a bracha to sedaim you don't make a bracha to sedaim. A few questions. Question number one should not relate to Algamoda. An old man who was sitting um, by the Sanhedrin. <coughs> you know that there's different kinds of there's yodin, yodin, and there's yoda, yoda, and then there's yata, 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 that this person is an expert that he can go ahead and be matter b'chayrus. And we said over there that I spent 18 months by a farm to learn all the movement, and then they, they weren't very happy giving him because he knew so much. People wouldn't be, be, would be a bit perplexed by some of the laws that he would give out. Issue. If the whole reason to get permission, you need to these smichas, is more to give covet to the to the nosi. What about somebody who himself is a big an older man? Everybody knows he's a Khashba guy. So does he need Rishut? Michael by the first time I understand what the question was. The whole reason why they give Rishut is not really to test your knowledge enough, but more that you get Rishut from the Nasi that you should be able to pass him at once in your lifetime. So what about if you're a Zoke and Kim since he's already sinned in the and everyone knows who he is, he's a Khashra guy. He doesn't need it, it's just not. What's it doing about nothing? We'll see what the lead in it. Um Ben stood up on his feet, Omar, and he said he was greater than this guy's grandfather and other, other person was giving the shows, but not from the shows, yet he still gave him the cover to do the respect. And he took the shows to Matu Khaidis. The problem there is you know why he got the shows? Not because he needed the shows for Yati Yati. It could very well be that if Zazokim doesn't need to give it, get the shows. But there he was a Koyan. And there's a machlek is if you can trust a koyin to be matzah b'chayrus because a koyin uh, for himself for sure he cannot be trusted because uh, he has vested interest obviously he'll benefit but like the bad abarotzes came out and made a psak that the the, the, the the butcher and the sheikh cannot be the same person because they have a vested interest in saying it's all kosher. However, there's a machlek is if a koyin can testify on behalf of another koyin. Are we worried about kanunia? Are we worried about the deal? The deal? I'll say your animals are toyed and you'll say my animals, you know, are without moment. Or not. So this was a koyin. His belief for other kind not for himself. That was a shayla. He wasn't there to get a shus. Okay, that was the leading question. The main question was Are you allowed to wear a sandal? But this material, it's a material like made from reeds. It's not made from leather. Put on Yom Kippur. 
In other words, only the leather is also, and everything else is permitted. I mean, and I said, so what about tying and silver for rain also? When you also have these old exeters in Nuyim, no difference, tying from rain or Yom Kippur. Walking once on a tonus from the tiny Sibur, and I saw him walking with uh, these shoes. I mean, these things may not reach. I mean, you put my word on your keeper. Are these shoes all right? I'm a little no, makes a difference. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, he would walk around on your keeper, not he walked around, but he hit another kind of reach. I buy nothing, but the hood, he walked around with leaves from palm trees. I rub enough, but he walked around with some kind of shoes made out of grass. He would put a handkerchief around his feet, and he'd walk around that way. In other words, the bottom line from all of this is if it's not made out of leather, even though it, 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 it serves as a shoe, it's not a problem. Rami has a question. We had in Shabbat regarding somebody who's an amputee, we had a question about to walk around with a stump. Um, is a lot of walk around with his thumb for Shabbos, uh, because it's considered, you know, like your shoe and so on. And Abiesi, Abiesi asks, and Pashas were saying right now, Abiesi asks, because it's not considered a shoe. Why is it not considered a shoe? Because most people don't wear it. And anything which is ain't shove of a curl is not considered a shoe. And but the Tony Allah, we learned that no one's a hold that is a shoe. And we learned the shoving, also lots of by Yom Kippurim. And Abiesi holds it's not a shoe. And Abiesi says, even though it's not a shoe, but Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to wear it. So what are you telling me that? No, no, no. So he's saying that a shoe is considered like one of these uh, shams. It's considered like a, an alternative. What do you mean? We don't look at that. We look at it because it's not part of your body. We look at it as a, as a lavush. Why are you allowed to wear it? As a standard, you're allowed to wear it because it's served as a shoe. It's a malbush. So the fact that the AC asses means it's not a shoe. And yet on your kippi, you're not allowed to wear it. So why are you saying that it's only limited to a leather shoe and then all these other people wore sham and all these other things? It should be, I was made that it's us. We don't need a shoe. There's nothing to do with a shoe. So the Gemara, I'm going Over there, they used to put, they didn't put the foot directly onto the stump. They would put some pieces of cloth on top of that wooden stump to make it more comfortable. Um, and the problem is pleasure. That's the problem. So he said, why can't you wear this? The East is not out. Sure, the East is not pleasure. Almost pounces straight away. We love Manu, uh, if you're going to tell me that it's not a shoe, then the, the, the shmat that you put on it does not turn it into a shoe. So why should it be us? And you're going to tell me what's the tainu? He says, when is tainu goes on Yom Kippur? Well, you call tainu, the man will be in Kippur to me, us. Are you telling me they don't do anything with tainu in Yom Kippur? We only need a new are us, only a shoe. Well, Rabbi Labun have a karik sudakari. We learned before that he put a, a, a piece of cloth uh, around his uh, foot, like wearing socks, but not to give it go out. I gave him pleasure, but as long as it's not a shoe, it's mutter. Nobody argues on, on, on nobody doesn't say that a sack is also a yom kippur. So what's it do? So what? So my question, the question goes back. Since Rabbi Yisi asses a wooden stump, is that I had on to a shoe, 
And the fact that you put shmatzes there and have a little pleasure is not the isa. It says in the very safe of the bright, but if there was some shmatzes there, it turns it, it, it becomes tummy. It's a keli makabal It's no longer just a flat piece of wood. Directly onto the stump. There were no pieces of cloth on it. I'll tell you what is. Everyone holds that it is a shoe. Rabbi also holds it as a shoe. If Rabbi holds it as a shoe, why does it say you're not allowed to walk with a stump on Shabbos? And because of the shoe, you're not allowed to wear it. You're not allowed to wear that stump. This You might remove that stump. He's worried that you're going to take it sometimes, maybe embarrassed, whatever it is, and you're going to pick it up and you're going to walk with it. You're going to have Another one is you're not going to Big machlek is about Moy and Rif and Rashi and Shabbos and all these Hadalim Shabbos. According to Rashi, Shabbos comes out that a shoe could be either leather or wood. Because it says it right here, Kitay, which is this wooden stump, and we call it a shoe. So Rashi is just, we're looking more like Rashi. So wooden shoe or a leather shoe is considered a shoe. Other Rashi hold that it's only leather that's considered a shoe. This is not considered a shoe. Um, it's just a little bush, and it's not a shoe. Others hold that anything that looks like a shoe is forbidden on, on Yom Kippur, and um, and, and so on. Big machlek is in a bracha shoshli called Turkey or not. There are those who say that you do make a bracha shoshli called Turkey, even though you're not allowed to wear shoes. And the Gemara says that when the bracha says when you're putting on shoes, Masai Masani, let's make a bracha. They argue just like you don't make a bracha, you have to listen to the rooster when you make a bracha. It's just part of davening, so you can say that bracha. Plus, number one, number two is we learned before that. If you're walking through mud, if you're going through certain places, you're allowed to wear shoes. So because there's a hetzer to wear shoes, you make a bracha in all in all instances. Others say because the right people do not wear shoes. And you keep it there for we don't make a bracha just like that. Well, they still sell them. Uh, huggies, uh, very well known. Crocs, Crocs. Crocs. Why too comfortable? But it's plastic. You want to be machmer like your toy? Sorry, it's rubber. It's rubber. Oh, so rubber is gummy. That's mama sham. Uh, but true, I say rubber is synthetic. It's not like a till all rubbers that come from Japan. Then World War II, in America, they created synthetic rubber because Japan was on the other side attacking us. As you know, that necessity is the mother of all innovation. Okay, anyway, big machal yisham halam shadi. Tarabam yilen, chinoikis, children, mutarim bekulan, children on yom kippur, you don't have to be machme, you can do all these things with them. Chutzmini lesandu, the only thing they're allowed to eat, they're allowed to drink, they're allowed to wash them, and allowed to do all these things, but the only thing you shouldn't do is putting on shoes. Why put shoes is the most strictest thing. What's wrong? Eating, which is awesome. You're telling me that you have no problem feeding a child. In fact, we'll, we'll, we'll learn a whole mission about what age and so on. And yet, when it comes to um, shoes, which is the Rabbanon, you tell me if you mach with kids, why? Says the Gemara, very simple. Um, <laughs> The of the lay, Hannah of the lay. We're going to say who did it, who tied a shoe, an adult. And we learned in Mariyavam is that leisachilim that what is it says leisachilim bidash leisachilim that it's usher for an adult to to give an isa to a child. Therefore, when it comes to shoes, he can't tie it himself. So you had to tie it for him. So there were no adult was involved, and we're very worried about people talking, as we always say. Nikim Hashem Yisrael. Of the lady, I understand. And when it comes to bathing, what a little bit, a little tonight can bathe themselves. Obviously, people are going to say an adult did it, or a sikha adult did it. 
Aimer, I mean, isn't the obvious answer later that a sandal is, is obvious? You, you see the kid wearing a shoe. How do you know the kid had a bath today? Or how do you know the kid uh, was anointed at all? But anyway, Aimer, Me'etmel, Avdalei. Even though you know that it was a so you can always say it happened before Yom Kippur. You're not automatically come to that conclusion. We're going to choose. You're going to say it happened now. Pretty much why. Sandal, Me'etmel, Avdalei. Sandal. Maybe yesterday's Avdalei. Maybe... Um, uh, what do you call? It? Maybe it was done yesterday. Tied his shoe yesterday, and he, and he slept with it. Says he's gonna know. You know why? Some lepshu the matma of the can't be yesterday. The Omar Shmuel Shmuel said, "Hi man, the boy you let meet them time with the misusa. You want to taste death? Lesayim misane. Put on your shoes. The ligne and go to sleep with your shoes. You're not allowed to sleep with your shoes. Why exactly is this a taste of death? I'm not exactly sure." We had more Shabbat about Tamil Chami used to put the shoes under the bed. The, um, what we know in Marbracha says that it, just sleeping itself is a taste of death, a 60th of death. So this must be stronger than that. What, what's the Indian? I don't know. But what is that? What's the Indian there? Why wearing a shoe gives a, is a taste of death? We're just looking up why if anyone says it, why it's a taste of death. Okay. You're telling me the only reasons what people are going to suspect. It says clearly you If you go to Rav and you ask Rav, can I bait my child today? He'll say yes. And he knows that you did it today, yet not a problem. It's not because we're going to assume that you did it yesterday. Hello, the chilik is as follows. Hanuk the labrid is how you think which a child does not need growing up. We said with the creed, you know what? We're not going to do that on your kippah. Hanuk the Messiah, bathing and anointing and eating, all that a kidneys as they grow up. Therefore, my foster mother who raised me told me, a young child needs to grow up. First of all, you got to bathe the child with warm water occasionally, or not occasionally, constantly. Um, and also to anoint it. The child grows a little bit. You have to feed it an egg with that heavy kutach. Interesting, a little baby, you give that heavy kutach. Like yogurt, but heavy. It's that sour milk and moldy bread and all that. I guess those kids have very strong constitutions. Godlpurta, now this is very interesting. The, this is the mother of, of Abaye saying, the kids grow up a little bit further, let them have to, they have to play around, let them break plates. So, used to go to the fair, buy old broken kalim, for his kids, they should go and throw at each other and break it, and that's how they had fun. And Abaye was one of the kids that grew up in his house. You now he's not Abaye, he's so belligerent. Fed. Oh, you're in the kutah. Yeah, yeah. Like bamba in that just roll. But it's heavy. It's very heavy. Okay. That would say it could stay a long time. So you need eggs. Eggs is interesting also for a little kid. Doesn't think about milk. I guess a nursing for the mother, so there's no milk. It's that, it's that, it's like, like the cream, it's the, it's the it's sour milk. Sour milk is very, it's heavy stuff. And then moldy bread. 
But what's interesting is that they give toys to the kids. But this is their imagination. What's a toy? Give them dishes to throw around and break around. Nothing different today. That's right. <laughs> okay, interesting. So I'm saying, I buy a they should throw dishes around. And that's, you understand why Abai was so aggressive in his life. <laughs> okay. Well, you're following the rabbis. There's one opinion on Mishnah that says that even though you're not allowed to go ahead and you wash yourself or anything else, but a melech and a kala are permitted to uh, go ahead and wash themselves. Right? And uh, and we said also a chaya that will give, you know, give birth, you're allowed to wear shoes. That's the Bojah Lezach Hacham Asr. Says the Gemara says, The Tanakamba says that a Melachal should not wash the face. There's no excuses. And the Tanakamba says that a Melachal should not wash the face. The Tanakamba holds us Mahatayd, and therefore there's no exceptions. And the Tanakamba holds us Mahatayd, and therefore only acid where there is Tainu. And why is Melachal not because of Tainu? Um, then it says, a chayyah, you know, a sandal, Tanakama said, a chayyah should not wear, there's no excuse to wear shoes. The floor is cold, she can wear shoes. So let's go through it. My time and other, if the reason is tiny, why should a king be able to bathe themselves? It's, it's a duty on the king that should always look um, well kept and, and, and kempt and everything else. So therefore, he has no breda but to to go ahead and <coughs> bathe themselves. You know, I watch a king taking a haircut and so on. Kala, my time, because he's got a bailer. That's pleasure. She's doing it for her husband. How long did a woman call the kala? I'm like at the time we learned a mining tachshitim in a kala. Somebody you know, going to, you know, about to have a chasnet and and then the, the the parents die. They go ahead to continue and they have tashmish the trouble having been in service of tashmish the first night and then they, they separate from each other. And it says that the ain mining tachshitim in a kala. Even though she's an avela, you do not um, prevent her from putting on nice tachshitim kolshloishin for thirty days. Clear for me. How long is a kala kala? The first thirty days. So, um, uh, the ground is cold. If the cause is a sakana, then everybody is allowed to wear shoes. And this is what the Rashayim used why you should make the Baruch Shasay called Tzarki, because a clear allowance here to wear shoes in case of necessity. So, you should make sure it's the fact that I can wear shoes if I need to. Another trying to say the fact that most people don't wear shoes means you don't say the Baruch Shasay called Tzarki, which is what we don't. Okay, this concludes Gemara today, and we'll continue.